Wine with Cassie and Henry. Hello, welcome, welcome to, to Butler's, Butler's podcast. podcast. You almost forgot what to say there, didn't you? Because <laughs> we haven't done it for so long. Well, we have. Last month. <laughs> like the same every month. Okay, what are we going to do today, Cassie Gold? Today we're talking about the Loire Valley. And why have you got a diamond on your tooth? Because I am super cool. This is the first podcast I'm doing with glasses on as well. And you still can't see anything. No. I don't know why it makes any difference, seeing as no one can actually see you and you're not reading anything. <laughs> well, I might read something. <laughs> I think we should ditch your notes, get those straight out the window if you've got any at all. Who, me? This is a learning curve for everyone, but we're <laughs> going to keep it simple. So can you keep on track? No, because I think the Loire is quite complicated. It can be, if you make it complicated. <laughs> but I think if we stick to okay, simple basics. sub-regions, we're going to travel from west to east. Okay. And no doubt you'll try and start at the other end. <laughs> and we maybe highlight the uh, main grape varieties, but it won't be all-encompassing, because there are lots of, lots of smaller wines that are made, but we're just broad strokes. And then you'll probably throw in some food matches, yeah, um, and we and might some mention facts. some geographical facts that we we like, like so, the Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc was in the Loire. Was she? What yeah. was she doing there? <laughs> she led the French troops to victory in the Hundred Years' War. Did she? Yeah. How did she end up in Rouen then? I don't know. She went that quite she far. Was, was probably started there. This okay, with the dark end. Turn, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, she definitely the links, went there. The links are mind-boggling. <laughs> I don't know what the link is there. So just in case you don't know where it is, Cassie, yeah. the River Loire is uh, north... In France. France, <laughs> towards the west. So the, the mouth of the river comes out at the Bay of Biscay, and then it's a long river, really, really long, comes in, bends round towards the south. So you head towards Paris, and then it bends round to the south. Can't remember where it ends up. So, if you were travelling from Dieppe, you try go over to Dieppe from the UK and then head south over that side. How far is it? I would have thought four hours. You'd probably be in Dry. the in the, in the monkst it partying already. Okay. So it's one of the first wine regions that you would you would hit, and if you were going over the other way, it'd be Champagne. But we're on the west side of France. Okay. West side. So, if we enter the river in its massive mouth, I was just looking at you when I was thinking about that, you come... The first this diamond is dazzling first you. first region is the Nantes. N-A-N-T-E-S. <laughs> Don't say anything. I'm not saying anything. You're just hinting at it. Which is where... What, what wine comes from there? I wasn't listening where we uh, were. Crying out loud. <laughs> Muscadet. Muscadet, we like Muscadet. This is going to be a solo performance, this is, <laughs> by me. We like Muscadet, we're big fans of Muscadet, we import Muscadet. Um, it's a dry white wine, it's not to be confused with Muscat or Muscat, which can also be a dry white wine, but is often a sweet wine. But Muscadet is dry. And the interesting thing about Muscadet is that it's the only wine in France that has a maximum alcohol attached to it. 12%. 12%. So they're always nice and light and fruity. And there are two rivers in Muscadet. Yes. As well as the um, the main one, the River Loire. Sevres. Sevres Nantes. And, and the Man. Man. 
So there's a subregion of Muscadet which is called Muscadet Sevrama, and that tends to produce the better wines that have a bit more richness to them. And they're allowed to use the surly. Yes, which is aging the wine on your lees, which is all the rubbish that falls to the bottom of the wine tanks, dead yeast cells and stuff like that. And that gives the wine a creamier, richer feel. And Muscadet specialises in this. Some some wines we've had, uh, what was it called? Cleason, I think was... 2009. Was aged on its lees for three years. Yeah, and we had the 2009 released. was our current vintage for a long time. And then they age really, really well, even though the most people probably think it's a light crisp wine and you have to drink it really quickly. You don't if you get the good producers. But because they're not uh, super prestigious in on around the world, the, the, some of the top producers can be still quite cheap, can't they? I was just thinking that. That could be a really cheap wine to buy and age. Yeah. I would say so. Like 15 quid. Yeah. We've done it when they haven't sold. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've probably got some, actually. We'll do like a special release of some aged muscadet. That we found in the cellar. Actually, we have got an old one. Have we? Yeah. Yeah, we have, haven't we? We've got a And we have magnums. 18. We import yeah. one directly to the UK. We've been through all of this anyway with our friends, the Muscadeteers. Yep. And because you're towards the coast, you, you've got some oyster action there, which is a really good match. And you've also got river fish, obviously, because you're around the river. And goat's cheese. Goat's cheese, yeah. Across the Loire. Yeah, the Loire makes some fantastic goat's cheese, doesn't it? So if you were in your little kayak and you're pedalling up the river, or is it down the river? I don't even know. No, I don't so even know what river east, we're really at. <laughs> you are unbelievable. <laughs> you get to the next area, which is Anjou-Semur. Now, take it from me, Samur is a really pretty place to go to. There's so many chateaus that are along the river and up in the small hills. Really nice to go to. You see a lot of people camping there, camper vans as well. Not sure how I feel about them. I was going to say, that's never happening, is it? Not with, not with us, not with that camper. Well, I'll go in a camper, I'll go in a van, but you, there's no way you're going near a tent, are you? Well, no, <laughs> quite frankly, no. <laughs> And I'm not going to get in one of those tiny showers on the camper van either. No, you won't well, like I won't a wet get room. in it, will I? No. Um, but there's a place called Vouvray there, which is probably well known to some people. Really nice wines. Love Vouvray. Lovely wines. And they, uh, the, wines, the, the, the white wines in this area can be uh, sparkling, still, dry, medium, sweet, all of the above. And they're all made from the Chenin Blanc. Great variety. In Vouvray. In Vouvray or Saumur or Cote de Leon or Bonzo. Um, so they really specialise in sweet wines, best white, some of the best sweet wines in the world. But the dry wines are fantastic and the sparkling wines are well worth sorting out because the, some of them are that petillant, aren't they, with that light fizz. Yeah, really which, nice. Which we've had in. Um, but it's a lovely area and a lot, if you go and visit the producers there, which you can do, um, you'll see that they store their wines in labyrinthian chalk caves, tunnels, which are lit by Sounds candles. Sounds like a really good place to visit, the Loire. I think it is, because so it is from the UK. If you're in the States, then it's probably a bit of a challenge. No, but you've kind it? of got everything. So you've got wine, food, history, places like things to sightsee and shitloads of booze. Yes, excuse the language from my um, partner there. Partner, hello. Hello, wife. <laughs> um, We've been married two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the reds, if you're having a Samur Champigny, would be made from... Cabernet Franc. Yes, 
which would be a lighter bodied red and sometimes there's a little vegetal quality about it but nice berry fruit as well and, and they tend to be lighter alcohol as well don't they, they they're be, really yeah. good summer wines as well really good and very juicy sort of nice little bit of soft tannin not not quite as concentrated or as deep as a cabernet sauvignon you can slightly chill them i think they're really nice i really yeah i really like them if they're if you get them from underripe years, then they can be a bit stalky. stalky. Mm. Mm. I was just thinking stalks and pips. No one likes that smell, do they? But that's uh, yeah, that's you, you, with the whites a little bit richer than the muscadet. I would say a bit more honey. Definitely, don't they? yeah, more honeyed and stone fruits. Yeah, Blanc. peachy, lovely actually. So you could probably take a, a slightly richer main course, maybe a bit of creamy action. Yeah. Might be quite nice, mightn't it? And I think Vouvray works quite well for me with Thai food. Because it's got the honeyed fruit. Lu- Fruity. The Loire is known for all of its Thai restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Probably haven't even got one of them. <laughs> then you're sort of moving east again to an area called... The big area is called Touraine. Um, the little sub-regions where the, the famous wines come from are Chinon and Bourgogne. Both really make red wines. So again, what grape variety are we going to have? Cabernet Franc. There we go. <laughs> but they, they're not the sort of prettier style of the Saumur. They have a bit of grip, a bit more leather, concentration, depth, and wines that could easily age 10 to 15 years. No problem at all. Bit of oak aging. And you probably throw some more serious food at those. Mm, that's what I was thinking about, grub. Bit of fat, maybe some Meat, game. yeah. Casseroles. Yeah, braised things. things. And mushrooms for yeah. veggies and stuff. I think mushrooms go really well with Chinon. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice little area as well. I went there once and uh, the, the hill around Chinon is really quite small. You're sort of in, in one vineyard and out the other side before you've even sort of We've got noticed. some nice wines from some really small producers there. Yeah, we have. They're, they're worth investigating. And they're very sustainable as well. They seem to be doing quite a lot of... Um, conservation-y stuff. They are. And I think it would be worth if you're buying them um, in an independent shop, depending on what your requirements are. Some of them can be quite hard and lean when they're young, and some can be a little bit lighter and more approachable, and it'd be worth checking out the style. Because if you get a hard and lean one, you might be tempted to just dismiss that whole region on one example. But that might be one that if you wanted to keep a wine for 10 years, that would be ideal. Okay, so seek advice. Seek advice. Seek advice on the Cabernet Franc. <laughs> down. If you carry on, you're, all, you're heading towards Paris now. Are we? How and close are we now? you're heading towards Chablis as well, because um, that's a weird little separation from Burgundy. So It's a nice little trip. So yeah, you do two or three days in the Loire, then yeah, get over to Chablis. Chabaranks and champagne, then further on to Champagne. And Come then back home that again, way. yeah. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Need some Gaviscon on that tour, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh. Come back with gout. It would, uh, the, when it bends round to the south, you've got villages called Sancerre, Pui Fume. Um, round there, you've also got Cancy. That looks like Quincy. Okay, <laughs> Quincy MD. Was he an um, investigator or something? No, he was a doctor called M- MD. MD, <laughs> Quincy MD, solved crimes. Uh, yeah. Investigator. Monotou Salon and Genois. 
and all Cota around. Cota de Genoa. Yeah, Cota de Genoa. Of course. So these areas. Silex. Are... <laughs> Why are you shouting Silex? Because you told me? me not to talk about Silex. It's a special type of flinty soil which gives <laughs> Pui Fume, especially its, its certain sort of character, which is quite steely, dry, and uh, smoky. A little bit smoky, but there's also clay soil and limestone soil. Okay, and let's is... not go soil. No, when that, well, you mentioned it. Okay, so we, let's go yeah. back to Sancerre. Throw that out there and not expect an answer. <laughs> Sancerre can be really floral, very pretty. Yes, and, but as you a haven't wine. mentioned the grape variety in all of these Sauvignon wines. Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. All of them. Yes. Sauvignon Blanc for the and white. And they have to be. Pinot Noir for the red. Yes. And for the pink as well. Yep. We've got um, a pink, actually. We've got a pink Sancerre at the moment. We have. Not my cup of tea, but some people like it. It's nice. It's because I ordered it. <laughs> expensive. No one wants it. Oh, actually, we sold out and I had to get some more in. Did you now? Yep. It's probably sold that to your dad. <laughs> and so to your mum. They tend to be uh, unoaked, <laughs> but um, nice and zesty, fresh, really clean, pure, lovely, lovely. Some lovely wines there. And I think that people who say often we say we don't want to drink any Sauvignon Blanc because we get to sell all day long every day and sometimes it can be a bit boring can't it but from places like this they're really quite classy they have a bit more depth to them yeah and they are quite distinctive different styles as well and you can get really good value for money from the smaller sort of appellations can't you like Cote de Genoa for example yeah which which is a neighbouring village to Sancerre and Pufume which are probably the most famous places but these other appellations make the wine in the same way, exactly the same way. Better value for money sometimes because they haven't got the prestige or the name of Sancerre and Pui Fume, but they use the same grape variety, Sauvignon Blanc. So I think they're places to look out for because they can offer great value. Um, so that's that's we've done the length of the Loire really quite rapid, haven't we? And uh, I think it's still really complicated. But within with, they're the main wines, and I know that we would have missed some big big but they're the main ones that you see on the UK shelves. But in between all of those, there's lots of little small producers with their own tiny appellations or they're, they're just, they, they, they don't um, have an appellation applied to them and they're often sold as table wine. But they're really interesting. And uh, there are other grape varieties that you find over there, Gamay, Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, for example. Um, so I think there's a wealth of of wines all different you could have every type of wine every style of wine within one visit which is not mm-hmm. you can't do that in a lot of places can you i think that's good and we haven't even touched the sparklers which cremant de loire is lovely isn't it much yeah best value got... some other yeah. some other areas um so we would recommend that you visit the loire <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to buy the wines visit an independent so you can get some advice i'll tell you what else is there your favorite chambord that's, oh, that's don't. on the Loire uh, in the Loire Valley. Yeah, and what's that made of? Yeah, the black raspberries. Oh, raspberries. We yeah. had a bet about this for ages because Henry was convinced. Well, he told me he was hundred percent sure it was made of blackberries, which is not correct because I was hundred percent certain it was made of raspberries. Oh, you perked up a little bit now, haven't you? Yeah, because I was right. I did say black berries. No, no. and they are black. Raspberries. Oh, well, now you've investigated it to the find out you were wrong. Was silent. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I've got to be wrong sometimes, haven't I? Really? I did actually go there, so I should know. You should know, yeah. 
But um, yeah, so I think we've probably really confused that. I think that's we've made it even more complicated. What shamble? No, the I Loire. Think, no, I don't think so. I think that's it keeps it super simple. But for I those guess of yeah, us key points, key wines, Muscadet, Vouvray, mm, Terrain, Samia, Chinon, <laughs> Bourgogne, Sancerre, <laughs> Poufume, Genoise. Menatou Salon and Cancy. Yeah. yeah. Apologies to those that we haven't mentioned, but we haven't needed to. No. So there you go. I was trying to break it down into the three sections. Yeah, but you confused yourself and then you just confuse others. So let's not do that. Okay. Okay, okay yeah. Happy with that? <laughs> no, not really. Well, what, what else do you want to know about it? Nothing. What do you need to know? What do you think people need to know? Well, that's probably enough. I, I just wonder so. if that's too much information. It's a teaser. They can go back and re- listen to it, <laughs> can't they? Make some notes. <laughs> Study the stuff. Mm. I Make... guess if you want, yeah, light, crisp and clean wines, Muscadet. They can listen to this podcast while they're driving along the Loire. <laughs> that would be fun. Richer style of wines, Bouvray on the whites. Yeah. Then if you want Sauvignon Blanc... Go for Sancerre, Puy Fume. Yeah, so you're just repeating all the information we've given to them already. Cabernet Franc and Pinot Noir. Okay, let's learn how to finish. So thanks very much for listening <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Goodbye, au revoir. Bye. I hope you got all that. Toodle pip.